in the name of the one true ever-loving God. Amen. Friends, today's message is brought to you by the letter D. But seriously, how many of us here in this room remember learning the alphabet? The ABCs, they're so basic, so foundational. I doubt many of us remember exactly when we grasped that familiar pattern for the first time, set as it usually is to that all too familiar melody. But chances are the letters sunk in deeply into the very cells of our bodies. The ABCs connecting us to everyone else in the world who ever dared learn how to read. Starting there, at the very beginning of literacy, a very good place to start. We found letters could be jumbled up together, just waiting to pop out at us, like that hidden image of a magic eye puzzle, a mystery that keeps us coming back again and again. I bet most of us are familiar with that classic children's program, a daily show brought to you by a unique letter each time. Characters in that neighborhood danced about as they taught us beautiful basics, like A is for apple, B for bumblebee, C is for cow. The ABCs of modern life, framing foundational realities we wanted to know. Today, as we approach the sacrament of baptism, we find a similar pattern there to be noticed, the ABCs of our Christian faith helping us perceive God's presence in our daily lives and in our wider world. Because Jesus keeps popping up here and there, not only flat Jesus stowing away in our summer travel bags, but Jesus really is everywhere showing up in the stranger, perhaps even more often than in our familiar neighbor. And if we are going to remember to look for God in the unfamiliar and sometimes uncomfortable places of our world, we need baptism to help us grasp these basics of our faith. Today at All Saints, we have the joy of two baptisms, and soon the little ones will scurry down here close to the font, giving us all a chance to peer over their shoulders and discover something new. Maybe we pick up on a word we've never heard quite that way before. Perhaps we find a fresh phrase or gesture, helping us lay hold of God's love that keeps splashing into our lives. Curious and open, we can come 
with Jesus' story of the Good Samaritan still ringing in our ears, helping us wonder about that word neighbor that keeps popping up, both in this Bible story about the Good Samaritan and in the baptism promises we will hear very shortly. It doesn't take a leap of faith to claim that today our discoveries are brought to us by the letter D. Baptism and this parable taken together show us how our shared journey of faith involves lessons that are firstly developmental, secondly directional, and finally dimensional. These abstract words for some of you younger people in the room, they might feel a little bit trickier than apples and bumblebees and cows, but our friends Danica and Tyrone are a bit further along in their life journeys than the last cohort that we baptized here at this font, and I know we're all going to be up for this challenge. Now, when you hear the word developmental, what springs to mind? Stages of life, maybe? Growing and evolving like we heard about in our lesson from Colossians. Learning by experimenting. I like that one. These are all helpful ideas to tie with that word developmental. At each stage of our lives, we are changing. And you little ones in the room, you remind us of this every single day. These changes involve making sense of what our senses are telling us, differentiating objects and individuals from one another in the world, discerning right from wrong, and deciding how we will respond to the circumstances of our lives. Because this faith we share invites us to grow together, to become the people God made us each to be. This development doesn't stop when we reach a certain life stage. No matter which age or stage we are facing, baptism keeps shaping that direction of our lives, pointing us toward Jesus. Now, the direction down, how many of you know down? All right, all right, good, good. I'm learning which way is down as I negotiate Atlanta week by week. Well, down is a direction that we see an awful lot when we pay attention to Jesus. In the Nicene Creed that we say every Sunday when we come together, we speak these words, the Son of God came down from heaven. Now, that's not just spatial. I mean, we don't really know heaven is up there. It's perhaps beyond our sense of dimensions. But coming down from heaven signifies this relational connection that the Son of God drew alongside us to be with us, to save us, to teach us how to love our neighbor as ourselves, how to love the stranger as our neighbor. Down, then, is a most important direction. Now, Jesus isn't afraid to get down on his knees and wash his friend's feet. 
We have a story that we like to tell about that. And like the Good Samaritan, Jesus loves everyone right where they are, even the people who hate him, even when he has to crawl down into ditches to do it. Laying down our own hostilities toward those we dislike, those we don't understand, and even those we love, we learn how to live without limits in the freedom of God's love because Jesus first shows us how. We don't ever do it perfectly, but we get down on our knees when we mess up, confessing our sins against each other and asking for forgiveness. In his earthly life, Jesus struggled and suffered just like we do. Jesus felt pain and rejection and sadness. Jesus also relied on that abundant love of God that gave him strength to lay down his life for the whole world. Because Jesus embraced our human condition and transformed it, we too dare to resist our natural, instinctual human temptation to look out for ourselves above everyone else. And we surrender, as Jesus did, to the power of that perfect love that is stronger than death, an eternal love that raised Jesus back to life after he died on that cross, a love that never stops coming to find us, to reclaim us from the grip of sin and death. Today, we're going to be standing alongside Danica and Tyrone, supporting them as they take this step on their journey of faith. And we are all awash in that love of God that has formed us in these developmental and directional lessons of our Christian faith. Now, baptism also invites us to discover the dimensional aspect of this important embodied communal ritual that enfolds every single one of us in the embrace of God's beloved family. The story of the Good Samaritan reminds us that the dimensions of this faith will stretch us in ways we might never imagine. Some of us have seen little babies baptized wearing those long, flowy, ruffly white gowns. You know, the tradition that gets handed down from one person being baptized in that gown to the next, to the next. Well, that practice came from the days when adult Christians who were making this important step in their spiritual lives changed into white gowns after they stepped out of the waters of baptism. This was symbolic. It, it said in pictures that we are cleansed from the stain of sin by God's saving love in baptism. Now these days, we might not talk very much about sin. When we do, we're not usually describing ourselves as dirty people needing a bath, and that is certainly not what we're going to be doing for Danica and Tyrone. We know they're plenty clean. But in Jesus' day, 
devout people of faith, people who loved God and devoted themselves to serving God in the world, they spent a lot of time performing religious rituals that helped them remember that God's love purified and cleansed them from sin so that they could say yes to love and live in right relationship with the holy God. Now, there are still places in our lives where the idea of sin-staining power tends to hang around, but they're not necessarily helpful places. We can shy away from certain kinds of people, can't we? Maybe because of how they look or even smell or maybe because they worship God in a different way than we do. Perhaps even because where they come from. As people, we sometimes struggle to stretch and change and grow. It's hard to break long-time habits, isn't it? Sometimes it feels like maybe we're trying to stretch a baby-sized baptismal gown large enough to fit a bigger body. And if you've ever tried on clothes that are too small, you know that doesn't work out very well. Well, our minds may struggle to grow and expand when it comes to understanding who and how much God loves. But our bodies that have been washed at this font can trust that muscle memory imprinted on us at baptism when the cells of our bodies soak up that precious truth. We all are proclaimed holy through God's love. We each are sealed by the Holy Spirit and claimed as members of God's family forever. Because the truth is, God's embrace is the one that already has done all the stretching that we need, surrounding us all with love. No matter what we have ever done, no matter what path we have traveled to be here, no matter what may have happened in the course of our lives. The dimensions that matter most to God involve the capacity of our hearts, how large they are willing to grow as they swell with compassion for all whom Jesus made and loves, especially the last, the lost, and those counted least among human society. The Good Samaritan in this story seizes an opportunity to develop on his life journey, to choose a downward direction that others did not, to let his heart go out to a total stranger. The actions of the priest and the Levite in this story show they weren't much interested in these kind of dimensional changes. These holy people were in too much of a hurry. They kept a safe distance, crossing to the other side of the road, not because the half-dead man was dangerous, but because coming into physical contact with someone who was dying would have made them ritually unclean, would have kept them from serving in the temple where they were headed. Baptism reminds us that distancing ourselves from the inconvenience of knowing and loving even those who find themselves at the bottom of human society 
whose vulnerability begs us to embrace their pain and struggle, this distancing is a human habit of self-preservation, a dangerous pitfall none of us really can resist. And it's a habit Jesus saves us from again and again. The particular promise we make in baptism to seek and serve Christ in all persons and to love our neighbors as ourselves challenges us to decide each and every day to look for Jesus in this beautiful and broken world in which we live, where he shows up in the stranger, at least as often as he does in the neighbor. Baptism helps us see we are the ones Jesus rescues from the brink of death and despair, from our disconnection with one another. We are freed from fear because we have been claimed by love and raised to new life in Jesus Christ. The familiar joyful song that connects us with the whole human family, especially this family with whom we join and travel together in our spiritual lives at All Saints, this is the song that our spirits have been learning since the beginning of time when God created us to live in love. Baptism brings us back to these essential basics, the ABCs of our faith, where on this lifelong journey, we have many opportunities to practice and keep coming back to that call to love, stranger and neighbor alike, in Jesus' name. Because this Christian life involves developmental, directional, and dimensional learning that we only ever can pursue together. So we come once again to the waters of baptism, where we first were enfolded in the family of God at the age of eight months, eight years, or eight decades ago. Whenever it happened, we come with celebration, our hearts stretched to the seams with hope, for we know this is a love song that we never sing alone. Amen. <laughs>